I'm your host, Fiona Krugin. And I'm your host, Josh Little. And you're listening to Culture Shocked. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for and about international students, in which we explore the challenges and rewards of living in a multicultural society. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today, we're joined by Professor Anil Agarwal, who teaches at the University of Arizona Eller College of Management, where he currently teaches three courses. He is also the Director of Corporate Partnerships and South Asian Affairs at Arizona International. He has extensive experience in the classroom and in the field, and we're delighted to spend some time discussing today the strategies for classroom success. Professor Agarwal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Josh. It's a pleasure to be here. We would like to begin by digging into your background a little bit more. I understand you were born in India and that you have a master's degree in commerce and economics from the Delhi School of Economics. You also have an MBA in marketing from York University in Canada and Eastern Michigan University in the United States. You have such an impressive resume and such an unusual range of experiences, and I'm sure that our listeners would like to hear a little bit more about your journey. Yeah, Fiona, so that's, uh, it's been a long journey. Uh, It's been uh, uh, full of trials and tribulations, I have to say that, but it's been a very interesting and rewarding journey. You know, I started my career... um, at the Delhi School of Economics at Delhi University, did my master's there. Then I went to Canada as an immigrant to get my MBA at York and then transferred to Eastern Michigan University where I was a teaching assistant in the marketing department. And uh, consequently after that, when I graduated, I joined Xerox Corporation for about 31 years and held a range of positions from initial entry-level manager to senior-level management, and also um, then worked for a supply chain management company uh, in storage of uh, semi-hazardous uh, chemicals uh, for a global corporation. And then I worked for another couple of years as general manager for Sharp Electronics. During my journey here, I got transferred by Xerox to Arizona to Tucson to manage the Tucson team as well as the Phoenix team. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, I had a great relationship with the University of Arizona because I was sponsoring a lot of athletic programs. Mm. I was very impressed by the University of Arizona, and consequently, I decided to teach here at the university back in 2004 and 5, and started out with a course in international business as an adjunct professor. Okay. Since then, I picked up a couple more courses, and uh, now I thoroughly enjoy my teaching experience at the U of A. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to sharing some of my experiences with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. We're so glad that that long journey led you with us. And I'm sure that the different in-the-field experiences that you've had are especially interesting to business students. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's amazing. You've had a lot of different positions and good experience. And yeah, we're looking forward to hearing a little bit more about that. And we're going to change direction just a little bit now, and we want to talk about what it's like to be an international student in the United States. And as you said, you've, you've taught a lot of students in uh, your different classes, so can you, and you mentioned some challenges and rewards in your own journey. So can you tell us some a uh, little bit about challenges and rewards of being an international student? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question, Josh, and uh, you know something that pertains to a lot of international students when they start their uh, exploration and journey to come to the U.S. 
And I, I have to say that, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that all students consider in terms of return on investment, in terms of leaving their home country and what are they gaining. Uh, they are moving to a, a highly advanced country like the U.S. or Canada, if you may. Uh, they are going to gain some tremendous experiences from the different uh, professors and educational institutions that they attend. They'll develop some great interpersonal skills. Uh, they'll be very much aware of the wide world of uh, uh, global business because when they come to the U.S., they get exposed to a um, huge variety of opportunities that they did not have in their home country. And consequently, the rewards of living in a country like this, uh, you know, are, are just tremendous. I mean, the experiences you get uh, from the multicultural diversity, you experience um, the different uh, work experiences you get by going into different jobs, uh, by doing research development projects or by doing uh, joint projects with your other teammates are just absolutely amazing. It really is a very rewarding experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the realism that you bring to this, that this can be such a big transition, but also how positive and rewarding that experience can be, because I think that's just good for, for students to hear in general, to know that, yes, parts are hard, and also this is this is what you have to look forward to. Yeah. So based on what we've talked about so far, you have experiences as an international student or as an immigrant student and um, as an instructor in different academic contexts, which I think is not always the most common. So Given your perspective on these different classroom environments, different classroom cultures, if you will, um, we're wondering if you could share with us what is especially distinctive about a United States classroom environment. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Fiona. The U.S. classroom as compared to uh, classrooms in other countries, especially in emerging markets from where a lot of our international students come, or even from classrooms in, the, in, in Europe and so on. Uh, the U.S. classroom is a very interactive classroom. It's a classroom where students are expected to participate very actively. When I teach in the U.S. classrooms or here in the American universities, you know, I tell my students that this is your class. This class belongs to you and what you bring to this class in terms of what you have prepared and what you're willing to share, it's what's going to make you successful. This is very contrary to what you might experience in your home country classrooms, where the professor is giving a lecture with some slides and giving you an information dump, and you are going to absolutely memorize that and then give your exams at the end of the term or in the middle of the term. So the U.S. classroom, first of all, the technology is very superb. We have a lot of visual presentations within the classroom as well. Uh, we have a lot of presentations that the professors expect you to do in the classroom as well. Uh, a lot of group presentations. So it's very, very different as compared to what you might have experienced before. But it's very rewarding and very challenging. And you really grow as an individual. And so that's what's very unique about a U.S. classroom. Yeah, absolutely. And we've actually talked about that in the class that I'm taking now about um, the differences between um, the more interactive nature of the classes here, like uh, Professor Agarwal was just saying. 
about, you know, we're expected to participate, group discussions, presentations, that kind of thing, rather than just being given the information and, and expected. Yeah, let me share a story with you on that. You know, I had a couple of students um, from India, actually, that came in, and, uh, and uh, they were very quiet initially, um, and they wouldn't really ask a lot of questions and talk too much in the class because they felt as if it would be a sort of maybe insulting to the professor, okay? And uh, I had to draw them aside one day and, and talk to them and tell them, hey, you guys need to act, act more involved in the class mm -hmm. and ask a lot more questions in the class so that it can enrich your experience and show the rest of the group, you know, how well-versed you are. Mm -hmm. So, and after that, they really changed and their grades improved amazingly. And... Um, they started to re do really well, and they really opened up. I like that framing of participating in class and asking questions. It doesn't make you look bad. It actually does the opposite. It makes right. you it, – it's an opportunity to demonstrate how well-prepared you are. I right. think that's helpful to know. Yeah, right. definitely, and that's a, a great way to, as you were talking about earlier, how there's so much opportunities to get involved in different things here and interact with people from different cultures. The classroom is a great place to – Really, you know, sometimes I think students might have a hard time doing that on their own, their social life outside of class. So to have that encouragement from you and from other professors to really get involved, I think, is just like you said, it's a, it's a great opportunity to grow and to move forward. And we'd also like to hear a little bit more about, you know, perspectives from the professor's side of things. We've talked a little bit about what it's like for the, the students in the classroom and most of the people we've talked with on our episodes today have been international students, so we're very interested to hear um, about some things from the professor side. Yeah, that's a that's a very relevant question, uh, Josh, and uh, I do want to share that um, perspective. Really, as as my role as a professor, I um, I view that so differently because of our uh, American educational system, and really that pertains to my role being somebody who facilitates the class, facilitates what students ask. Uh, I, I normally set up the class in such a way that I give students a lot of questions up front before the cl every class. I tell them what kinds of things they can expect in the class in terms of what their roles will be. Um, I'll call upon students a lot uh, and, and drive their instincts and their intelligence to answer questions out of the box. And uh, the role of a professor in the classroom is to put the students in an uncomfortable position. Oh, we are there to try to instigate your curiosity, your um, you know, way of thinking, and thinking out of the box so you become very creative and you learn a lot. Um, I don't like to follow a textbook, and most professors here don't like to follow a textbook. The role of a professor is to impart knowledge, knowledge that is outside of the textbook. It's more worldly wise. What's relevant in the workplace, really? Uh, what's relevant for you as a student then when you go out in the workplace? How are you going to use these skills to become better and become an employee that is very valued? Okay, you want to walk out of this class uh, feeling that you're full of knowledge. Uh, the last class I just took recently, 
90% of the students walked out of there saying, boy, that was an amazing class, professor. I really learned a lot, and it rejuvenated me on the topic of global marketing. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's so good to hear. And I think um, sort of that difference potentially is the professor standing at the front of the class and just, you know, throwing knowledge at the students versus being the facilitator, bringing the students in and guiding them on that journey. Right. Um, it's a really good visual. Yeah, and I, I like what you said about it's important to get students out of their comfort zone. Um, I know in my own class, I always feel very nervous about being called on, and I don't like it. But then when I actually speak, it, it does feel good to participate and to, yeah. and to get engaged, and that definitely enriches the learning experience. Yeah, it's, it's really, truly something that uh, uh, international students don't expect a lot. When they come in, they get you know, taken aback because you call on them so much, <laughs> and they feel as if they're in the hot seat. And that's okay. That's okay. After a while, they become comfortable. They know what to expect. I also put students in a role where I say, okay, you're going to come up here and present the whole chapter today. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to present it. Mm -hmm. You present the chapter to the class. You tell us what you found interesting in this chapter. And then we do Q&As in the class from all the rest of the class. Mm -hmm. And that's so contrary to what these students are used to in terms of their home country. You know, normally the professor comes in, he has a bunch of slides, he sits down and he, you know, tell, give them the information. When was the last time you heard a student holding the class and presenting it, right? Right. And so, so that's, that's really very enlightening for them. Great. Great. Yeah. So um, it sounds like through your teaching methods, you're empowering students to right. really be like, I can do this. I can learn and teach this information, which is sort of one of the highest or the highest order of thinking. Right. Um, so we'd love it if you could share, it sounds like you've really developed strategies as a professor to make that classroom environment successful from your 90% satisfaction rate. We were wondering if you could share with our listeners about what makes a student successful. You know, from the other side of the desk, what do you see yeah. that makes a very best student? Yeah, so uh, what makes a student successful in the U.S. classroom? A, one you obviously need to attend all your classes. That's very critical, okay? Attendance is very important, okay? Secondly, you must be prepared to discuss the topics that are mentioned in the syllabus or what you have been told that is going to be taught in the class the next day, right? Third, you need to ask a lot of questions, okay? So that you can gain a lot of knowledge from yourself as well as from your peers, right? And fourth, you need to take some copious notes from the other students who are talking in the class and paying attention to some of the details. Fifth, you need to be aware that, you know, we will throw unassigned assignments at you. And if you're not prepared, those assignments are graded and you might not do very well. So to be successful, A, you have to, as I said, be a great listener ask a lot of questions, be very interactive, raise your hands, talk a lot, be prepared to do a lot of presentations, and be on your game. Right, yeah, that's some great advice. And something we've heard from other students in other contexts, in a lot of other contexts, is not being afraid to ask questions. That seems to be a theme that really comes up a lot. And that is very important for this next question I'm going to ask you about, which is... 
Another thing that our students we've interviewed so far have talked about is that sometimes it can be hard to make connections with their peers and oh, their yeah. classmates, yeah. especially with domestic students. Right. And we're wondering if you have any advice for international students on, on how to go about that or make that situation a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I'll share with you my experiences, Josh. I mean, though, that, that's, a, that's a challenging question, really is, because when students come here from foreign countries, they're experiencing a lot of culture shock, as you guys know already, and many of you have elaborated on that. So they are truly lost in terms of, you know, how do I connect with my peers in class or the local students or students who are very comfortable running around, you know, having a great time. And international students, when they first come here, they feel lost and they feel really left out, okay? So my advice to them is, is a few things. First of all, don't lose your identity. Don't try to be like the domestic students, okay? Don't do that, right? Keep your identity and keep yourself in terms of believe in who you are. Reach out to the domestic students and meet them and talk to them and tell them about your culture, from where you come from, what you do, what did you do, your family background. They are very curious to know who you are, where you come from. Don't try to be what they are because they already know what they are. And if you be one of them, that's a whole different perspective. I personally lost my identity to begin with mm. because I didn't know and I tried to be assimilate myself mm. and be one of the crowd here and that was a mistake, okay? Because they, I, I had a hard time being accepted as a student originally, right? Mm. And so the natural tendency is for foreign students to gravitate toward their own kind in their own clubs because they feel very comfortable with that. So how do you still build relationships? You build it by who, staying who you are, by practicing your culture and sharing that with these guys. Take them out to a Greek restaurant, an Indian restaurant, Brazilian restaurant, you know. You know, work with them to see what you can do to share the music with them. There is some awesome Bollywood music or Brazilian music and so on that you can interact. Remember one thing, in America is a cosmopolitan country. It's a country of immigrants. Mm -hmm. The founding fathers came from England. There are no original Americans per se. Some people came early, you came later, you're part of a melting pot. Mm -hmm. So don't lose your identity. Keep your identity work with these guys to become part of the melting pot and share your culture. If you love cricket, you can start a cricket team. And that becomes the American culture after a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. maybe, maybe you create a cricket team that becomes a national American team. Mm -hmm. Just like soccer wasn't popular here before, more Europeans came here, and soccer is now one of the rages here in the US. So I hope that helps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the great things about today is that it's so easy with the internet and smartphones and social media, it's really easy to share cultural things, videos, you know, clips, music. It's, it's very easy to do today, and that can be a good way to, to make those connections with domestic students. And I think something that's, you know, consistent probably across most cultures is really being genuine. Yeah. People appreciate that, and 
that's important for yourself and for making those connections with other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know we love it, you know, working in, with international students. We love it when they share whatever it is, bring, even bringing in a couple of tea bags right. from home. I'm, I, it always makes me so happy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, share your food, bring it to their dorms, sit down with them, mm-hmm. do uh, class projects, group projects with them, mm-hmm. and you'll be amazed how all of a sudden you become great friends with them. Right, right. And who knows, they might come to your wedding in India. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that would be wonderful. Um, yeah, so this is such a golden opportunity for our audience to hear um, from the source of the central of what makes a college experience is, is your relationship with professors. So we've talked about the student peer-to-peer relationship, but I think an equally challenging, if not more challenging, um, issue is how to build a good relationship with your faculty, with your professors. Um, so why, how should students do that, and why is that relationship so important? Well, first of all, that relationship is very important, Fiona, because uh, you want to get to know your professor on a one-to-one basis so they get to know you personally. And one of the tenets of um, teaching for me is I like to get to know my students one-on-one personally as to who they are, where they come from, what is their background, and so on. So I can understand them better, and I can relate to them better in class. Mm. I understand their personality. Some of them are reserved. Some of them don't open up very well. And if I don't understand you properly, then I won't be able to probably, uh, you know, help you to be successful in the class because there may be some natural tendencies you might have that I need to understand and I need to know about you. So it's very important for that. And the one other thing that is 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 different in this country is that you have great access to your professors, unlike in your home country where professors are, not, are pretty difficult to access. First of all, your class sizes in these home countries are very, very large. In U.S. universities, class sizes are probably 40, 50 students at the most. Some of them are very large, but even so, if you wanted to meet with your professors, it's very easy and simple. You should reach out to them through email and just let them know that you're going to stop by. They usually all keep office hours every day. And they'll be more than happy to meet you, meet with you, and um, you can build a relationship. You can do some special projects. All professors are usually doing some research projects. So you can work with them, volunteer with them to do some data analysis or do some other kinds of interviews and so on. And you'll have a great relationship with that professor in terms of when it comes time for you to look for recommendation letters or going to either postgraduate school or maybe applying for a job or going to law school or going to med school, wherever you want to go. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important, especially for students who are experiencing a lot of culture shock or getting used to the American academic culture and how the classes work to be able to approach their professors and make that connection and just feel supported yeah. and like they have... Uh, resource, a resource to to help them in their in their academic journey. That's that's great, and thank you for all that that advice and insight you've given us so far. And as we're wrapping up the episode now, we always like to ask our guests kind of a fun question at the end. 
So can you tell us about a food that reminds you of home? Mm. Uh, India is such a uh, vast uh, potpourri of food. Uh, the menus on an Indian restaurant are so extensive. <laughs> it's hard to pick one or two <laughs> foods. But uh, to me, uh, a simple but highly nutritious um, lentils dish is, is, is absolutely amazing. It's full of protein. Uh, you soak it in water overnight. Uh, you boil it, uh, a lentil dish, and you put all kinds of spices in it from coriander to, you know, chili powders and all the Indian spices of turmeric and salt and so on. You let it simmer for three to four hours. You put some light cream in it. You put some cilantro in it. And you eat it with some tandoori naan or some garlic naan or just uh, plain, you know, basmati rice. And it just tastes amazing. It's mm. very nutritious and very healthy. And on the other side, if you love a non-vegetarian, there is nothing like the good old tandoori chicken that is baked, um, you know, that is marinated in yogurt, all kinds of Indian spices, and then you bake it in a clay oven and eat it fresh with some tandoori naan. It comes out soft and juicy and it's amazing. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us today, Professor Agarwal, and for sharing your insights with our audience. Um, some things that stood out to me include the benefits of a U.S. education, that you really have an opportunity as a student in the United States to develop your interpersonal skills and to engage with a diverse environment and diverse culture. And so you also talked about leveraging that to make good connections by actually showing up as your authentic self and sharing your food and your culture from home. Um, and that's a good way to build relationship. From the student side, you talked about um, making the most of class coming from how the student prepares and what they bring to class. And then sort of from the professor side, that professors really are um, maybe unusually accessible when mm -hmm. we talk about the global yeah. academic market and that a professor is the guide and the facilitator of a class. They're not just, you know, throwing information at students. So I hope that that stands out to our audience as much as it stood out to me. And we thank you again so much for coming and talking with us today. It was my pleasure, Josh and Fiona. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I would like to tell all international students that especially here at the University of Arizona. You know, it's an amazing, friendly atmosphere. The faculties here are dedicated to the success of the students. Um, they are uh, very much involved with every aspect of your student life. And uh, there are just hundreds of facilities available here. Just to name a few, we have 600 clubs on campus right. that you could join any one of them and uh, enjoy this experience. And of course, we have this beautiful, wonderful weather here in Tucson <laughs> that, that you can't replace from any part of the U.S. We sure do. That's right. That's right. And just like Fiona said, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to everyone out there for listening to Culture Shocked. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Professor Agarwal, and we encourage you to tune in next time for more stories about the international student experience. We'll be covering topics such as culture shock, managing online learning, and the challenges and rewards of making a home in a new place. Keep exploring and learning until you join us next time on Culture Shock.
Culture Shock is a production of International Student Services at the University of Arizona. We're your hosts and producers, Josh Little and Fiona Grugan. Our sound engineer is Julian Castrion. Our theme music is provided by Julian Castrion. Photography by Danny Vanderplug. Visuals designed by Maggie Marteau. Please find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. This podcast would not be possible without the contributions of international students. We are grateful for your stories, experiences, and insights. Until next time.